Welcome to American Patriot News. I'm Bill Moss, the Constitutional Cowboy. With me is Ed Turner, and we've got a guest tonight, Don. And uh, tonight we're going to do something different. We're going to start the series that I've been talking about. We're going to start first teaching about the Declaration of Independence. This won't be a long show, be 30, 45 minutes, hopefully, because uh, I don't want to bury you in stuff. I want you to be able to absorb it. Uh, Tomorrow night, uh, I will not be here because we've got a school board meeting, uh, but Wednesday night we will be back, hopefully, good Lord willing, and we'll continue the lessons. Uh, but if you uh, know somebody that's interested in the show, they'll be able to go on Brightian, uh, where you're going to find this, and they are some of the other stations that we're on, and they'll be able to go on there, and they'll be able to follow the lessons. We're going to do the Declaration of Independence first, and then we're going to move forward into the Constitution. Um, neither one of these documents, it takes a lawyer to understand. A lot of people think that you have to be a lawyer uh, to be able to understand, especially the Constitution. It was written by people. Uh, some of them you know, were you know, uh, people who had education. Some of them were just shopkeepers and people like that. Uh, farmers and stuff, and our founding fathers wrote this doc, these documents so that they would stand the test of time in a language that we could understand. So with that, I want to go over here and I want to share the screen so that you can see the Declaration of Independence text. Okay, Ed, do we have it up where everybody can see it? Yeah, I can see it. Okay, this is a transcript from the original engraving. And we're just gonna kind of go through this a little bit at a time tonight. Uh, it starts out in Congress, July 4th, 1776. That's the birth of our nation. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. Yep, back then that's all we had was 13. But in the course of human events, now listen to this, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth a separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. And I find it interesting because the time, Ed, that we're we're in right now with our government, uh, we are at a point where we're almost at a breaking point here in the nation. And it's kind of interesting that this is one of the first things they wrote about. Uh, you know, this is the course of human events, I believe they were describing. Uh, it says it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another. Uh, we're going to go on into these lessons and you're going to learn that they're talking about your government, different levels of government even. Um, and it says to assume the powers of the earth that separate the equal station to which the laws of nature. Now, keep in mind of this, the laws of nature and of nature's God entitled them. Now, this is important because as you go into the Constitution, you're going to learn that our rights are natural, God-given rights. Uh, Ed, can you think of a natural God-given right or not? What's that? 
can you think of a natural God-given right? The right to protect yourself. Exactly. Uh, everybody has a right to defend themselves. Everybody has a right to decide for themselves uh, what they deem acceptable, what their faith has them to believe. And uh, these are natural rights. And our founders really, really worked hard, both in this, in this document and in the Constitution, to explain to us that these rights are ours and they're given by God. Okay. And nobody has the power to separate you from what God has given you. Um, it says a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the cause which impel them to separation. Uh, you know, if, if these rights are being denied and uh, they're not, you're not being treated decently, basically, then you have a right to separate from that, which is uh, overpowering you. That's making you under oppression. It said, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men, now I might say men back then were men and women are created equal, that they are endowed by the creator. Although I will say that women were not treated equally at this point. Uh, they are endowed by the creator with certain unalienable rights. Now, this is something I really want to stress because we have a president right now that sets up and says nobody's rights are absolute. Have you heard him say that, Ed? Hell yeah. Okay. Here's the Declaration of Independence. This is what we signed and sent to the King of England and said, look, these rights are inalienable. You can't take them from us. This is the foundation of our whole system in America, that among these are life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the government, from the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness, okay? Air safety and happiness. So what, what this is telling us is that in the beginning, there were people. And people created societies. Society created towns. Towns created laws. Uh, groups of towns created counties, which had their laws. And then we went to the states. They had their laws right on up to the line of the federal government. So... We are the author of our, of our form of government. And it says right there, you know, that, that the people who are empowered do are empowered to govern at the consent of the governed. Okay. So, Ed, if something uh, is oppressive to people, okay, like right now we're fighting a mass mandate, okay. We're fighting a mass mandate. Now they're wanting to stick those Q-tips up the kids' noses, invade their bodies and do tests. Uh, some parents are saying, not my kid. They've got the right to say that. And if the uh, schools, which who we're fighting with right now, 
And, you know, the federal government is trying to impose this on everybody. Uh, the schools which we're fighting with right now, they're crossing that line because in the Constitution, you're going to find out there's nothing in the United States Constitution that even mentions schools. So they have no power under the Constitution of the United States. Now, in the state, we'll get to that. In the state, there are some powers, but those powers are limited, just like powers are limited for the federal government. And uh, in the state of Kentucky, they don't have those powers either. So what it's saying is that when something like this happens, the people have a right to say, hey, enough. We're not going to put up with it anymore. We're not going to comply. We're not going to take your, wear your mask. We're not going to take your jab up the nose with a Q-tip or your jab in the arm with a shot because we don't have to. We do not consent. That's a whole thing. Now you ask, well, how did we get this mess to start with? Well, there's two reasons. One is federal overreach. And the other is why I'm teaching this class is people being ignorant to what's in the Constitution. Does that make sense, Evan? Okay, so you you don't know. So when the government comes out and they make a law, you know, you say, well, that's the government. They've got the power to do it. No, they don't. They don't have the power to do anything that we don't consent to other than what is given to them in the Constitution. And when we get to that, uh, I think people will be extremely surprised at the limits that's on the Congress, the limits that's on the president, and the limits that are on the Supreme Court, and I think they'll also be surprised that their states are limited in what they can do uh, as we go further down. Uh, but now, this all boils down to, and this is the key to the fight that we're fighting right now, uh, both in this county and across this country, uh, that when government becomes overbearing, government becomes overreaching, uh, there's not, okay, give you an example. There is nothing in the uh, Constitution of the United States that mentions HUD, education, transportation, none of these offices that they've grown, these different heads of government they have grown that control our lives every day. There's nothing in there that mentions that. And in the limited powers of our government, they have no authority to do that. So what they have done is they have assumed that authority or we have delegated that authority to them, and then they just run with it. Well, there's two ways to handle this. If they assume it, you pull it back. If they delegate it, you rescind that. De if you delegate it, you rescind that, that delegation. Uh, for an example, uh, we can take the border states and, and the immigration that's going on right now. Every governor in every state has the power to enforce the actual immigration law that's never been taken off the book because the president's executive order, he does not have the power to write. We've had president after president writing executive orders, but they actually have no power. If we say, no, that's not in the constitution, that's not your power, then we can rescind that from him and take that away from him. Uh, it would be that simple if we had attorneys that were still being taught the constitution but the amazing part is that the law schools no longer teach constitution. They teach the lawyers that whatever the judge decides the constitution is, that's what it is. And it's not the place, and we'll find out later, it's not the place 
of the judges to interpret the Constitution. It's not the place of the judges to uh, interpret the meaning of the Constitution. It is their place to interpret the letter of the law. And uh, sometimes they have to be reminded of that. Uh, and if they don't, well, there's a remedy we'll talk about later for that, too, what we can do with the courts. Right up to the Supreme Court, they can be thrown out of office. Uh, so they're going against the consent of those who are their masters, and they're going against the safety happiness uh, of these people. It says now, it goes on to say, prudence indeed will dictate that the governments long established should not be charged for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils of sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evidences a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is the right. It is their duty, not just the right, their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies and such is now the necessity which constrains them to the former system of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let's facts be submitted to a candid world. Okay, now this is where I'm going to go with this tonight. It's going to be a short show because tomorrow, uh, Wednesday night, I want to get into the grievances. But I'm going to parallel the grievances against the king to the grievances against our current government. Does that make sense, Edward? Yeah. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to back up here. It says prudence indeed dictate the government long established should not be changed for light or transient causes. Okay. That means like... Uh, I'm trying to think of an example. A light cause would be like, well, you know, no parking on this side of the street on a certain day so we can sweep the street. You see what I'm saying? Something like that. Uh, you know, just light things. Uh, but when you start dealing with people's health, when you start dealing with their religion, you know, our governor here, Edward, uh, went to the extent that he closed our churches like your churches did. And if somebody, uh, if he sent the state police out to the churches to write fines for everybody that parked at a church and went into church, okay? And they shut churches down. We've seen that across the country. That's not light. That is a direct opposition to the Constitution of the United States because we've got freedom of religion. Another experience I can think of is you remember when Bundy's was going on, uh, they put these little what was a eight by eight taped off areas. And that's where you was allowed free speech. Uh -huh. You can't limit free speech to a certain place. You can't limit free speech. That is not a light or usurpation because when you limit somebody's free speech, uh, then they can't defend themselves or defend anything, even the constitution itself. 
so that is not a light one. Uh, when you have uh, an example, <coughs> Afghanistan thing has gone on. You've got all these Americans over there uh, that they left behind. And you've got a, a general that's been called uh, conspiring with the, with the enemy. Those aren't light things. And when you got a president that stands up and says, I stand behind him, uh, those are not light things. So these are the type things. And, and when they tell you, you've got to put something in your body, you've got to worship. If God wants, you know, I said the other night, if God wants you to have a mask, you'd have been born with it on your face. And uh, anytime they infringe upon your freedom of movement, your freedom to breathe, your freedom to live, to prosper, you know, that is not a light infringement. And when we shut down, all, when they shut down all these businesses last year, that's not a light infringement. Look at all the people that are out. Okay, all the people are out of work. Their businesses are gone. Uh, that is not light. Uh, the riots, we've seen the riots, all the places that were tore up uh, and them let the rioters out without bail. Uh, that's not a light infringement. I mean, that's a direct assault on the people. Uh, the, 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 fly, the flagrant abuse of the executive order to ignore the immigration laws in our country. That is not a light infringement. So all these things are reasons that we've got a right to stand up and say enough's enough. Uh, so this is what this section of the, of the Declaration of Independence is talking about. And it says a long train of abuses and usurpations. I mean, this has been the longest year I can ever remember living. I'm 61 years old, just watching our country destroyed. And, uh, it, you know, it gets worse every day. You will wear a mask. You will stay home. You will not spend time with your family. You will not spend holidays with your family. You will not travel. Uh, we're going to shut this state down and not let anybody in and out because they won't comply with the, the King's order. I mean, excuse me, the residence order. And uh, these are not like usurpations. So we really need to realize that this document is speaking to us in bold print, I mean, it doesn't look bold print there, but it's speaking to us in bold print about what we're living through today. And for this reason, I think it's very important that each person learn about the Declaration. I think it's very important that each person learn about the, the uh, Constitution and learn how to stand your ground. And, uh, you know, it's... If you... If you wait on somebody else to save you if you you know a lot of people well trump will be back soon but if we were just talking about that there's no legal remedy for him to get there uh yeah, yeah the election can be overturned biden can be ousted out on his ear along with with uh, uh kamala but then the next ugly head pops up and it's nancy's right and right. then that another ugly head pops up and we just looked and it's what about 15 different layers there before you get past the ones that's doing all this stuff. So the, the one way we've got about this that we can go forward is, you know, my idea and my understanding of it is best way to start at the ground, knock the legs out from under the beast. And that's what we're doing with freedom rallies is knock the legs out from under the beast and climbing it and, and systematically turn it apart from the bottom. Uh, the importance of that, I cannot stress uh, because, enough, because if we 
don't have a foundation underneath of us, then we've got nothing to build on. So we tear down the old foundation, let the building crumble as we as we repair, as we build the new foundation. And that's what we have to do. We have to stand up uh, and we've got to stop the tyranny. Now, in the next one, uh, it's going to be really interesting because, uh, you know, just right here, I'm just going to use the first one and we'll come back and we'll parallel it. He has refused... Well, we'll go through this, but then tomorrow night I'll come back and parallel it. Uh, and you can, and anybody who watches this can think about it and join us tomorrow night because we still got some time. And uh, they can come back and we can discuss it on the show if they want. That's how we learn. Uh, but I want to stop right there. Uh, has anybody got any questions so far? Don, Ed, have y'all got any questions or any statements to make on this? Yeah, I don't. Don's muted. Yeah. Uh, she's got some background. She'll chime in if she gets ready. Uh, okay, it goes on to talk about the king. It says, and just think about this and think about our situation with our leaders right now. It says he has refused to assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. Jeez. He has forbidden his governor to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be attained. And when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He's refused to pass laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He's called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. Now that right there, yeah, I want to stop on that one because do you remember the star chambers out of shift and then going off into the banks, they wouldn't let the Republicans in to, you know, take part. That, that, that right there, I mean, that's a prime example. You know, get them together in places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant. In other words, keep them away from the people who can, can, um, can argue against them. He's dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with many firmness and invasions on the rights of the people. He refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their exercise. The state remaining in the meantime exposed to all dangers of invasion from without the convulsions within. He's endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose, obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners refusing to pass others to encourage their migration hither and refusing, I mean, and raising the conditions of new appropriations and lands. Now, this one here is just about the opposite of what we got going on now as far as the illegals and everything. Uh, the king was keeping people out because he didn't want them to have fire. Now, the tyrant that's within in our own government is bringing them in to gain more power, but it's still... Uh, it's still like a uh, assault on the immigration laws. You see what I'm saying? 
uh, the king wanted it one way for his advantage. Now the, the resident wants another way for his. Uh, he's refused for a long time after such dis dissolution to cause others to be elected were by the legislative powers incapable. Okay, I never read that. Uh, he has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. Uh, how many times have they tried to block uh, people uh, from from the Justice Department and and try to give him a hard way for look look at Kavanaugh look at look at all the flack they're giving him right now over this Texas law, uh, but at the same time uh, they're wanting to pack the courts. It's, it's abuse of the court system. Uh, he's made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount of payment for their salaries. Now, Ed, what are they doing by trying to pack the court? It's got the, it's got the Supreme Court so scared that they won't rule against the Democrat Party, won't? Yeah. So I mean, that's, if, you if you can't get a vote, if you can't get uh, laws passed in your way, you pack the court. Right. Just add if more judges. Threaten the court would exist with packing the court. You swam to vote your way. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing that's going on in in in. Uh, in the, the the Senate right now with all these, what they call that, where they uh, pass the laws without the without the proper vote, uh, they call it a. Uh, I can't think of it right now, but you know what I'm talking about. They're they're saying that they don't have to go by the House rules because they can declare this thing so many times in a in a year. Uh, they're talking about doing it with the budget now reconciliation. Uh, they use reconciliation as a way. Harry Reid used the uh, nuclear option. Remember that? He, he used the nuclear option to push things through. And the Democrats thought that was the th greatest thing since sliced bread until the Republicans took the House and they used the nuclear option. And what did they say? Ed? That's not fair, right? That's not fair. We, we shouldn't abuse that. Well, they abused it, you know, for years. Uh, so, I mean, these are all things, uh, and we'll get more into this. Uh, he has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. What are they trying to do with the IRS, Ed? Oh, man. They want, okay, so they claim it's for uh, monitoring the well, the very super rich and wealthy, so they can make sure they're paying their fair share. But yet they're going after anything that's if it's a six hundred <clears throat> anything that's a six hundred dollar deposit, a six hundred dollar withdrawal, or six hundred dollars is the, I don't know where they came up with the number six hundred. But they're trying to say four now. Okay, well, as of as of three o'clock, they were saying six hundred on the news here. But who do you know that's very wealthy that keeps just six hundred dollars? The only people I know that have six hundred dollars in their damn bank accounts are the people living from check to check, and if they have six hundred dollars in their account, well, they're going to use that too to target small businesses. Yeah, they're going to take everybody's money that has more than six hundred dollars in there 
claim whatever bullshit reason they want for it, then it's going to take us years in court and how much dollars it would take us to fight to get it back. By that time, you would have forgotten and said, screw it. I don't want to, I'm not, I can't spend this amount of money to recover this amount of money. Well, you know, if I take and write a check out of my business account, say to a t-shirt place for $600, okay, that's going to earmark that. Oh, yeah, I'd blow that and kind of money. you're going to start digging day. into that, what did you spend $600 for? You see what I'm saying? Uh, or if I receive this check for $600 or $1,000, say, or whatever, for a gross amount of something I'm selling, then they're going to earmark that. Well, what is that? What, you know? And they're, they, what is it? They're wanting to hire 85,000 IRS agents. Isn't, last time I checked, the IRS was a private in, private company. They were not U.S. government. Well, well, I understand the NIH is too. Yeah. CDC. Why so, are we allowing them to dictate in our nation when they are not elected officials? They're not even appointed officials. They're a private entity. That I believe be like, the FDA is also. So is the WHO. That would be like me saying, Ed, I'm going to take my, my business and I'm going to come after you to put you out of business because you sell locks and I sell socks. Don't make no sense. Yeah. But they do that. Yeah. They do that. And that's what all this is. About. This is what, you know, if you start and you look at this, to think that 245 years ago, 245 years ago, these guys that were farmers and, and you know, just normal people that drew up this, to think that they had the foresight and the knowledge to understand that this could be seen coming, you know, uh, today they would be called conspiracy theorists. But yet, everything they've wrote about is coming true in our country. Uh, so, so much for the conspiracy theory angle of this. Now, I don't see a thing in here that oppresses any one person. Do you? No. Okay. But what it does do, it gives you a path to freedom when a government becomes tyrannical like we're facing today. Mm -hmm. uh, we're in, you know, I stood up the school board and I held up a piece of paper and I said, this is everything. Every power a school board has. You have none during, under the Constitution of the United States. Every power is vested in the state constitution. Please show me where you have the power to put masks on these kids and cause them to have these respiratory illnesses. They just sit and look at you like bumps on a lot like toads. You know, they don't have any answers or anything. But at the end of the day, knowing, being advised that what they're doing is illegal, they go ahead and do it anyway. That's tyranny. Uh, it's tyranny on a local level. Uh, if, the, if the county starts shutting down businesses uh, or demanding people wear masks or demanding people get shot, then that's tyranny on a county level, if the state does it's on state level. And when the president of the United States stands up and says, you will be vaccinated or you won't be able to shop, you won't be able to go to the gym, you won't be able to eat in a restaurant, that's tyranny. That's tyranny. And that is exactly what this is about, is stopping such tyranny. And this went on in their time. 
in a different way, but it was still, you know, when you stop and think about it, all this stuff comes back to us and we'll, we'll do more matching up. I'm just pointing a few out tonight to keep people interested. Uh, he's kept among us in times of peace, standing armies without consent of our legislators. What's happened in DC? We have what about 600 protesters up the other day and they had a thousand guard on a uh, hundred thousand guard on standby and they had the whole DC police department there. Uh, you know, that, you know, they had them in full SWAT gear marching around like, like stormtroopers, uh, put up fences around the people's house. We own that house. That's our house. That's not theirs. That's not theirs. And we've got the right under the constitution. And it's described right here. This is, this is like the, in a sense, have you ever wrote a term paper or some kind of paper and you write a rough draft? Yeah. This is what this is. This is a declaration of freedom, but it, it's also, if, as you go into the Constitution, you're going to learn that this is was a rough draft. It was used to, to create the Constitution. Uh, <coughs> he has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. We've seen that. If you stand against us, you better have some F -7, F F-15s and be able to take some nuclear bombs. Remember, uh, this was this was the current resident of the White House. Well, the the Taliban already proved him wrong on that one. Right. Uh, he's combined with others to subject us to the to jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and acknowledged by our laws given his assent to the acts of pretended legislation. Uh, that goes back to creating things that they do not have the power to create. It goes back to legislation that they do not have the power to write or to enforce. Uh, it goes on to say for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by mock trial from punishment for any murders for which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states. I can think of two right off the bat, Ashley Babbitt and Lavoie Fennigan. Remember those two? Yeah. Both of those people were murdered by one by a DC police officer and the other one by federal officers. Several federal officers killed Lavoie. Uh, they all fired into him. Uh, a man with his hands up, but yet, uh, where was the hands up, don't shoot chance? For Lavoie Fennigan. Uh, we're, we're very familiar with that one, you and I, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so they said, oh, well, we've, we've had them, um, uh, we, we've, we've, we've uh, reviewed this and everything's okay. And we're just supposed to take that. Yeah. Not a trial. If, if, if you kill somebody, you're supposed to stand trial. That FBI agent, they sheltered him. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, we've seen so much of this, and, and I'm just hitting on part of them tonight because I really want to come back with that cross-reference where you see both sides of it. Uh, for cutting our trade with all parts of the world, okay, uh, we had tariffs and stuff, but we have cut our trade, or he has cut our trade, not by cutting them bringing stuff in, by, but by cutting the one thing in our country that 
was the most valuable thing. And we really just got it going for the first time in 70 years is the first time that we had been a positive exporter of, of uh, energy. And we were now the nation's leading exporter of energy. And with a swipe of a pen, first day in office, the despot in chief made us an energy dependent state. And now he goes to Iran and Saudi Arabia and begs, begs for oil. And our pump prices have went up here almost three times what they were a year ago. Uh, you know, I, Don probably remembers we could go to Spur out on 25 last year and we could buy gas for 99 cents a gallon. And today, uh, I've seen it like 309 a gallon. So it's over, you know, it's went up uh, uh, astronomically over three times uh, the price of gas. I don't know. What is it in California? Now? How, how much is it raised since Biden came in? Uh, we're up to, we were down to two something a gallon. Now we're up to five. So you're about double. I'm about double where I'm at. You know, some places it's six. Right. Well, we're not $5 a gallon, but we are triple what we were, you know. What uh, I don't get, though, is what, what pisses us all off. I live in the middle of seven refineries. We, yeah. make the, we make the gas here. It's not us who should be paying this much for it. It's everybody else in the nation, the way I think about it. Well, most because, of it, most of it, Ed, uh, they don't truck it anyway. Did you know that? Most of the oil is not moved by truck cross country. It's moved by pipeline. Well, our fuel, all the fuel coming out of our locations is trucked out. Because we've got a, we've got trucking facilities specifically here for that. I mean, there's a shit ton of those record of those uh, tankers coming out of here. Uh, when I when I uh, was a firefighter in Louisville, we had to be trained on what to do with the gas with the gas and diesel lines and stuff that, that run through the country uh, in case there was a, a spill or in case there was a fire or something. We had to be hazmat trained for that specifically. And the majority of the gas and oil moves to uh, I guess you call them distribution centers, okay? Tank farms. By by yeah, tank farms by by pipe, and uh, it, it's kind of interesting because we got to watch them one day. You ever wonder how you get water in your oil, in your gas? Part of it is that they'll, they'll be flowing gas, and they put what they call a slug of water in. It's fifty-five gallon shot of water, and they watch, and when the when the sight glass on that pipe goes clear, they know that's the end of that transmission and they cut that valve off. Well, that 55 gallons of water, maybe some diesel fuel or kerosene or whatever ends up in your premium gas or they end up in your 87 octane, whatever's being moved ahead of it. You see what I'm saying? Uh, so that is part of the reason that we get water in our fuel. Uh, it, for granted, it's such a small amount compared to how much is being transferred. But I can remember when I moved to Maine and gas was God astronomical to what it was here. Because back then it was, you know, around a dollar a gallon. See, we live, I have ports on both sides of me. We got super tankers from the ocean coming in here every day. Right. 
like in the town of Benicia across from me, we got a Valero refinery with the super tankers come in right under the bridge. And then over here on the other side of me, I've got uh, Phillips 66, which I got super tankers going in there every day. So there's no reason for this gas to be this high. Right. And they're working these guys overtime, 12, 16 hour shifts, got turnovers, everything. Well, you know, it's like I got to Maine. I said, why is the gas so high up here? Oh, we got to truck it all in from the flatlands. I said, what? He said, we got to truck it all in from the flatlands. I said, well, that's funny. I said, uh, I happen to know that you're trucking it in from Massachusetts. You're not trucking it in from what you call the flatlands. Okay. I said, because I know where the pipeline goes. And, uh, so, you know, they, they will tell people anything. Uh, and then we go down here. The next one is imposing taxes on us without our consent. What about this income tax thing they're doing? What about, uh, what about these trillions of dollars they spent that everybody thinks it just magically appeared and they're not going to have to pay for them? You well, know, Social Security is a tax, and I didn't vote on that. Huh? Social security is a tax and nobody voted on that. Right. And yet we paid in on it for a return. And now they're telling us that return's not going to be there because they're going to give it away to people that's never paid on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, somebody said that we're looking at maybe another nine years and we're flat out without any social security. Uh, that'll be real nice. I'll be 70 at the time. Thank you, Joe Biden. Uh, but now there is something on there and, and I don't know how this is going to work. They, they say that they'll be out of money for social security, but there's a law on the books that they had to pay social security before they pay any other bill. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. So actually they can't defund social security because the laws, well, with this group we got now they love to do anything but by law they're not supposed to be able to fund social security they can't pay the lights on the capital they can't pay their own salaries until social security is paid according to the law well, we all know that ain't kind of true but uh you know i think one of the best things we could do is any year that we don't have a balanced budget congress does not draw salary well we need to bring back the the 2012 Congressional Reform Act that only got it got only less than 60 something thousand signatures, but it was the best looking thing that ever went out to went out to a petition, but yet it got shot down because there wasn't enough signatures for it. Right. You gotta look up look that up. The 20 the Congressional Reform Act of 2012. If we can get signatures back on the books about that, we could really make something happen. I think everybody needs to quit filing federal taxes, state taxes, go to your jobs, tell them you're filing exempt because you want to. Right. And if your business says you can't, smack them in the mouth. Show them who's boss. You can do whatever you want. Here's, here's a good one. For depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury. January 6th protesters. I was just about to say that. Okay, there's another one. Uh, abolishing free system of English laws in the neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government and enlarging the boundaries so that it 
as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies. That's going on right now. That's what all this is about, taking control, seizing control, uh, doing away with our laws and, and, and making up their, their own as they go by the seat of their pants. Uh, taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments. They're trying to strip the Constitution. Uh, they're trying to uh, take away our uh, freedoms. And those are all laws. And uh, they're trying to totally change our government from a uh, democratic republic to a communist Marxist state. So, I mean, it, it, you just go down through here, folks. You, you can see it. Uh, th this is just to give you a taste of what we're going to be talking about tomorrow night. Uh, I don't want to make this a long show, Ed, because I promised everybody it'd be short. I don't want to overburden them. And uh, yeah, we don't want to scare them off. Right. The main thing is I want you to, to grasp onto the first part that we covered here at the top, where it's talking about your right as a country, as a free people, to step in when a government becomes overbearing on you. And you have the right to abolish that government. And it could be anything from the federal government right down to your local school board. Uh, and you have the right to stop that. And you can actually uh, use the 10th Amendment, which we will get into in time to do that. Uh, and most of your states have the same wording in their state constitutions as well. And uh You'll get to see that maybe if we can get somebody with a camera at the next school board meeting tomorrow night, you might get to see some of that in action. Uh, so, but that's where I'm going to end tonight. Ed, thank you for coming up. Don, good night. We're getting ready to go. And uh, thank y'all for coming on. Like I said, I don't want this to be like these class, these little lessons to be long because I don't want us to. Uh, tar you or wear you out or seem like you're overwhelmed. Uh, but I'm going to keep it right at that time limit. So Ed, thanks for being on. Don, thanks for being on. And until the next time, may God bless you. May God bless your homes. May God bless your families. May God keep you all safe. And most of all, may God bless America. Good night, everybody. <laughs>